top shelf fantasy. What's going on, Shelfies? We are coming at you, the three amigos, me, Scotty, and Craiger. Week five, almost in the books. We got Monday Night Football going on. This is uh, Monday, October 10th. We got podcast 220 coming at you. We are climbing up there quickly. Um, as always, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Top Shelf FNTSY. Look up our website, topshelffantasy.com, and follow us on TikTok at Top Shelf Fantasy. Um, yeah, uh, what do we got right now, boys? 7 nothing Raiders. The Raiders. Yeah, the, the Chiefs. Chiefs just missed a field goal. Not Harrison Bucker. No, some, some guy named Wright. Well, let me tell you something. Right he now. was wrong. Oh, Josh, oh, Josh Price is wrong. Josh Bitch. Jacobs looks great right now. I'm so not so that run that just happened, if he didn't get, get caught by that other guy, he was gone. Yeah. Not gone, and, but at and, least and, another, another 10. Dude, the, the first down like, that he made when he – it was a block in the back. It was called back, yeah. It was called back, but he literally made seven of those yards by himself. Mm-hmm. He looked like he should have been tackled four yards in the backfield. I mean, Speaking that, of uh, last week broken too. tackles, how about Damian Pierce? Seventeen, yeah. seventeen broken tackles last week. I mean, I think 18, 18 not eight. Like eight came from that one run at the end of the game. Yeah, you see so that one? Like, I'm like, dude, get in the end zone, go, go, go. Yeah, freakish, oh, that's incredible. And that was that so was just incredible. like snatch my soul and ice my spirit and kick me out of my survivor league. So super happy about that. <laughs> how many uh, teams are left in that league? Uh, I haven't, I haven't checked today. It's probably it was down to like forty something. So I bet you with the losses this weekend, it's probably mid twenties. It's not I'm many. Sure, out of two hundred and fifty. Yeah, people. a few might have the Chiefs um, beating the Raiders too. So if that yeah. that doesn't go as planned, it might be down to like ten. I thought a lot of people were going to take the um, the Packers to win, and there's only two people that took them. I was kind of surprised. That's surprising. I almost blew it. I'd say in I'd say a London game choosing one of those that's got to be very scary territory. So I'm yeah. sure some took uh, stayed away from that. That's very true. Um, all right, want to get into some news? The biggest thing that came out today after a big loss over the weekend: Matt Rule gets canned in Carolina. He's out. Forty-two million dollar buyout. I saw. I, don't, I still don't know if that's the exact number, but it's a lot of money. It's, one way or the other. it's something like eight hundred and fifty k a a month. A breath. <laughs> something like that yeah, which is like for a while like I, I was telling you guys like it just like these millennial kids that think they just make money doing nothing they look at this like wow now i can really do something and make yeah, 42 million bucks sucking at it as at life <laughs> i have a goal and it's to make it to the nfl as a head coach be absolutely terrible to the point that they fire me and have to give me money to sit my ass out on the couch at home like, I remember when uh, Matt Rule was hired that everyone was laughing at the reasonings because he failed upwards as well because he only had like a 500 record in college. It wasn't like he was amazing. So how we got here, I don't know. And yeah. as of right now, it sounds like right away, it's, oh, he's could be like the, the number one candidate for a head coaching job in the NCAA next year. Yeah, somebody said uh, Nebraska had already contacted him or they were thinking about contacting him. Where like, it's like, hey, like, do you want like 100 bucks for the year? Like, you're already getting paid 42 million. Yeah, bucks. like, you, you can't take work, a lot of money. Do you get to work that into your salary? Like, hey, I know that you're getting paid from the NFL. So, like, we're not going to pay you. Why don't you go coach UMass Lowell, buddy? Like, you got nothing going for you right now. I don't, I don't know. Very strange. And like Craig said, if you're a 500 average in, in college, why is an NFL franchise being like, all right, you know what we're going to do? We're going to start you off first gig ever seven years. 
what well, everyone like, wants the that next was McVay. the year everyone... that was the year after McVeigh his first season mm-hmm. so it was that kind of hiring and it's funny that he's getting calls all ready to go back to college he's got to be a good he's... recruiter or something i mean that's the only thing that kind of makes sense I, it's just i don't know i don't get it like why not I, why not as a an nfl team don't you go like let's try this guy out for like a two-year contract see what he does a couple mil i guess then you don't get the guy and he stays in college but like I'm available. I'll coach a team for a million bucks. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and the, 20 um, bucks. The defensive coordinator of Phil Snow, uh, like hours later, got the can. <laughs> yeah. By the interim head coach, I was told. So who was um, his subordinate? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was originally the defensive passing game coordinator and then something, something else. And then um, he gets promoted to interim head coach. And like yeah like you said hours later he's he's out the door so um i mean if he's a rule guy it's a rule thing i guess you want to clean house from all the rule truthers but i don't know i felt that the defensive coordinator hadn't done anything bad since he'd been there i mean he coached up some rookies they brought in the right talent you know they got brian burns playing at a high level jc horn came in and has been an elite corner his first two seasons so kind of tough to strip the defensive coordinator away from a unit like that but who knows? Sometimes At this change. point, it's just a fire sale. I think. But the the other thing too is kind of weird. Is the offensive coordinator still has its job? That that one surprises me because Wait, that the was the one that can't get DJ Moore over like eighty yards in any right. single game, right. or it has the play design to have your. And is that actually, eighty yards? Is, is that good. Ben McAdoo? <laughs> I don't know who the yeah. offensive coordinator is right now. Ben McAdoo? I, I have to is. pull it up, but I do know that he has fired. I'm ninety percent sure it's Ben McAdoo. All right, well, you looked that up. Um, Baker is in a walking boot. Yeah, that's um, right. He's the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. So that's gross. Yeah, he's been bad. He's stunken up all over the league. Yeah. Um, yeah, Baker in a walking boot. Could be out. Sam Darnold months. still can't play. PJ Walker next man up. When do we see Cam Newton <sighs> come in and do his I'm back thing? No chance because <laughs> this team this team would rather PJ Walker go and bring them all the way to the to first the- pick. To the first pick, to yep. the promised land of C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Yep, makes sense. Yeah, and it's unfortunate to talk about a team that I think a lot of people had uh, high hopes for this season. Now, five weeks in, already talking about tanking for a first overall pick. But that's the NFL we live in. Can't toil in mediocrity. You have to either win or lose. So there we go. But speaking of losing, they might have a fire sale with all their players as well. I mean, we've heard CMC rumors already linked to multiple teams. We were talking earlier, like it makes sense for three quarters you know, 80, 85% of the league to make a run at him, especially you know, with a contract next year. Yeah. Like, like we're, we're, we're saying, like, oh, I can go to the Chiefs. Huge upgrade. Sucks for CH. Um, probably not as great for CMC either because, you know, it's Patrick Mahomes' team. Like, I don't know. It, it's, it makes sense for them to sell CMC at his age and his contract. Like, there's no point to keep a guy like that on a team that's going to lose for the next two years. Like, you, if you can get a first form, I think you do it. Yeah, if you get a first, I think you have to do it. But at the same time, if you think that you're really a quarterback away, I guess if you think you can get the number one overall pick, you you could make that argument. I wouldn't, but somebody could. And I guess I would have to hear them out. I mean, if you think CJ Stroud shows up day one, ready to play high end, high caliber NFL quarterback. Okay, like I'll, I'll, I'll entertain that DJ Moore still there, Robbie Anderson still there. 
Um, I don't I think, even know who's playing tight end for them nowadays, but if you have Christian McCaffrey, you've got enough weapons to do something with. Yeah, I, I think that you have to keep him regardless. Uh, and I don't think that anyone's going to be giving a first-round pick for a guy that has already shown some injury you know, each week, whether it's his quad or, or something else. Um, it's just too much of a risk for another organization to say that they want to give up a first for a running back when we all know what the running back position now looks like. Um, and I think it'll help the team or help the young quarterback to have a, have a CMC-type player. Um, so I don't know. That's, that's just my opinion, but another running back that, uh, won't be starting next week and possibly out for the season. Uh, Rashad Penny has broken his fibula, which is a big one. Four month recovery. So he's, he's done. Yeah. If if it's not for the full NFL season, it's definitely for the full fantasy season. Yeah. And, uh, that is tough because he did have another good game this year. Um, massive game last week, right? Yeah. It was last week. 26 points. Yep. Something like that. But I mean, like for, for Craig in our Dynasty League, can't, can't be any better. Can't be better than Ken yeah. Walker. Yeah. Finally, you can play with confidence. And anyone that bought into Kenneth Walker thinking that he had all he had to do was wait out Rashad Penny and Chris Carson <laughs> was right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> which, which at the end of the day, yeah, it's not, not that crazy looking back. No, <laughs> like, it's really, not. really not at all. <laughs> I should have done that way more in all my leagues. But. He's the next guy up. Um, our waiver uh, article will be up tomorrow, but I think we're close to saying if whatever you got, spend it. This is a guy that can win you the league, hands down. Yeah, he's but easily the top of the list. There's going to be someone else there. I know Ken Walker, I think, is going to take the bulk of all the carries, but now who's the handcuff so, to Ken Walker? So it's Travis Homer, but Travis he's Homer. also hurt, and he's out for two more weeks. DJ and Dallas is going to be working this guy, right? Um, yeah, DJ, at this yeah. point. But so, um, to start the year, it was Homer and Walker almost getting about the same amount of snaps. Uh, so I would say it's Homer. Uh, Ken Walker's big touchdown at the end really helped his case to you know, make sure that he had it before Homer comes back. If it goes 50-50, I guess I wouldn't be so much surprised. But realistically, Kenneth Walker is, is a possible league winner. So could it be Tony Jones? They just... Uh, stolen from the Saints practice squad. They, they like a, they like to have a lot of depth. I mean, think yeah. think of the fact I mean, that they, are, they went into the yeah. season with five running backs. Yep. yep. You know, now now right now they're down to two. So nice. We got uh, Josh Jacobs on the goal line right now. <laughs> yeah, if they keep taking a or Chiefs pass keep taking interference, a pass interference to every <laughs> other play. <laughs> uh, yeah, cars cars just laughing and and, and high five and Adams because he knows that's all that they need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throw it up, jump into the guy, get the penalty call, and then whip him to the ground by his head. And then, I mean, uh, it's smart because Adams is one of the Adams is one of the best to to get pi. One of the Mark best Jacobs to do. Isn't it. even in. Oh no! All right, there we go. All right. Um. So you guys are watching. You don't need to hear us talk about it. But uh, next, Tyra Kill is wearing a walking boot after the game. McDaniel says uh, he was stepped on. So at this point. It's not too serious. Yeah, I'd assume so. Um, until you, you know, monitor is practicing this week. If he keeps going day after day, logging full practices, great. If you see him miss some time, I guess it depends on who stepped on him. Big offensive lineman, that could be a problem. Tiny little defensive back, probably not such a big deal, but uh, definitely somebody to keep an eye on. Alongside his teammate, Teddy Bridgewater, who got knocked out of the game, uh, past concussion protocol. During the, yeah. uh, during the game, and then he was held up because of the new rule which I guess the affiliated trauma consultant is calling ataxia, 
um, which is again a new rule probably because of the Tua situation and yeah. taxi being a, a poor muscle control and ability to control your limbs and different body parts. So uh, scary, but assuming Teddy Bridgewater makes a full recovery this week, he should be back under center and looking ready to play. You saw this a lot this week too with players around the NFL. So much. And I um, want to know the T. Numbers, Higgins so. too, or, or, or was it just a? No, he Higgins was, was an he was ankle. An ankle. Okay, um, that, that, that still sucked. <laughs> that was the, the Higgins. The Higgins thing is a whole nother thing we'll get to, but yep. yeah, the concussion numbers are definitely higher. I want to know how much higher it was. It's it's going to be notable. It's going to get to a point I think, which is right in in the human sense, um, tough for fantasy football because it's at any moment. You know, we, we always had injuries before, but now you can't really game plan a concussion. That can happen at any time. You know, a, a guy that has a lingering knee issue or something you want to stay away from in fantasy. But with concussions, it's it's everyone. So, um, yeah, I mean, you saw in the Patriots game, not to skip ahead in our news here, but like the slightest little thing with just an, an off contact can be a neck injury or concussion and boom, you're out of the game. I mean, that guy looks like he was in terrible shape. Apparently he's good. He's out of the hospital, walking, moving, yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, like you said, you can't game plan because this is a game of violent collisions. And, and one hit, boom, your day is over. And if they're going to be kind of handling with kid gloves from now on, which, you you know, you, you can appreciate, like you said, from the human aspect of things, it throws a wrench into fantasy football. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure in the offseason it will be talked about much, much more, but I already had an idea in my head of having some sort of, like, contingency planning for leagues and stuff but that will we'll get into the offseason there's got to be i feel like if it continues and trends uh like i said i want to see the numbers but if it trends upwards every single week it's going to become a problem yeah and i know we had kicked around almost jokingly but with you know a, a hint of seriousness having some sort of mechanism where you say all right if you guys injured and out for the game in the first quarter we let you make an emergency sub right then and there but that then relies on you being tethered to your phone for the first quarter of every game and ready to sub a guy in. Cause you're not there for that window and your guy goes down, you're going to go, Oh, well, yeah, I'll take this guy on my bench. You just scored 15. Right. Yeah. But you know, there's something, there's something in there and there's definitely something to think about because not only with the actual concussions are we seeing treated differently, but we're seeing plays already officiated differently. I, and I was going to bring up yeah. that Brady um, mystery uh, roughing the passer call, yes. which was the identical tackle more or less to what injured Tua. But you see Brady, he's just got more experience in going down pretty easily. You don't really see him fight it off like Tua did, which I think was kind of his detriment. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're going to see stuff like that and you're already seeing an officiating change, I think what Craig's saying is we're going to see a protocol change too. And we could be in some serious issues from a fantasy perspective. I mean, it was same thing with Hines. On Thursday night, I know he's not in the news because that was on Thursday, but same thing. Yeah, I'd hit head injury. Yeah, didn't even get a shot to go back in there. Yep. Yeah, he had, Chris Olave this walk. week too. Yep. Chris, Chris Olave got his head no, he, slammed. He, and yeah, he looked out. So yeah. there was that. He That's got a touchdown though, out of it, which is surprising. <laughs> like, yeah, that was a touchdown. Ball, get there was a few more plays that weren't called touchdowns, but that was. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Did Daz put this in? Saquon hit the world with the Paul Pierce. Oh yeah. Of course, I put that in there. I mean, he goes out. We're all sitting there. I think it was Mahoney texted our book burners group, and he's like, "That's it. He's done. Broken collarbone." I was like, ah, "Yeah, I'm like, I, don't right. think it, I was like, I don't think it's his collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, you know. Who knows for sure?" And then two Comes minutes later, Saquon's burning down the tunnel. He's ready to go, and the announcers are just like, "Yep, he had one of his teammates pop his shoulder back in. He's good." And then the next thing I know, he's running for like a fifth. 
Dallas froze again. Green pass. It's like this guy, he's just a freak. He's happy to be out on the field and he's killing it. I'm, fro- I'm freezing. Unacceptable. You're good now. Okay. Yeah, it's when you get like excited, your 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 computer's like, all right, relax, dude. Yeah. We're, talk- we're talking about Saquon. I know, gonna get gonna, I know where this is gonna go. <laughs> uh let's see. MT misses second start game with his foot injury that was labeled a non-issue. <laughs> Again, <laughs> he was in a walking boot. So yeah, this whole walking boot thing with Tyreek not being an issue. Yeah, look at the MT thing, like you mentioned earlier, Daz. Yeah, what else? And then T. Higgins, he was active for the game last night, and he played 16% of snaps, which I believe equates to I don't know how many he didn't play. I did. Here's the thing. I didn't even see him on the field at any point. Me neither. He he was, it was so strange because it was the first quarter or first uh, second quarter of last week's game that he like rolled his ankle, played the rest of the game, killed it. And then now after, because I think they had the Thursday night game or whatever it was. I can't remember exactly, but I think he had some extra time off and, and now he couldn't play in the game whatsoever. Like I get adrenaline keeps you in the game sometimes, but now we're talking about a guy that, you know, was not used. Like they they made him a, a healthy dress and then a decoy. Not, yeah. Yeah. Not they, even a decoy. They just didn't even put him out there. So yeah, he, I, he went out there on the first drive, I think, and then yep. didn't see him again, which is like so I didn't watch the game till later on. I, I turned it on. I'm like, all right, I'm pretty good with like keeping up with injuries. Like this guy's out. I'll, you know, because he was he's a player of ours and two of our podcast leagues or, or our yeah. top shelf leagues i'm like how does no one see this but well, i, I, I was i was paying attention to it but he they gave him the, the active status with limited participation in practice and he did play off of when i saw i saw when it happened in the in last week's game so i was like well he's totally fine apparently yeah. not that's and that's a problem going forward because now you can't even trust your injury report updates so you know, just sucks all around. I mean, I mean the last two, MT and Higgins. Oh, n- non-issue. Well, yeah. Apparently, it's 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 massive. Yeah. Um. In greater Zero. news, um, greatest greatest intro <laughs> to someone walking out of the tunnel. Many men by Fifty Cent. Brian Robinson. Yeah. Uh, finally activated. Still insane. Six weeks ago, he was shot twice, and he comes yeah. back. Um, not a great game, but I don't think we expected like. We weren't saying to start him. Just the right. fact that he could run the ball is great. I think it's great for him going f- forward. And Tony Gibson didn't do much. And the coach came up today and said, oh, since Robinson's back, Gibson will likely now be on punt returns. Yeah, which <laughs> not great. Not great. Back to not good for Gibson. Dealing with all, uh, yeah. all preseason. But Antonio, I mean, not Antonio Gibson. Um, Brian Robinson had two good chunk runs. Uh, called back on holding calls as well. So we could be looking at his day with an additional 15, 30 yards rushing. Um, you know, if, if some of his idiot linemen didn't hold on opposite sides of the field too, it wasn't even on the side the run was to. So I'm definitely monitoring Robinson as somebody that, I mean, we've been trying to pick him up for four weeks now, but um, definitely keeping my eye on him. And if you're a Gibson owner, you should be ready to cut bait soon. I mean, I couldn't even put him in my, my cell low this week. Or what? Or sorry, uh, sell high, buy low, whatever. I've been trying to sell him and tell you guys to sell him high for three weeks. Or we all weeks, have. Yeah, now. it's yeah. too. It's too late. Now. <laughs> it's too late now. Definitely too late. And I, you know, it's one fun thing that I heard too. Uh, Ron Rivera was asked in post game press conference, "What's the difference between their team and the other? Uh, was it NFC South teams?" And uh, he goes, 
quarterback. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> called out Carson Wentz right there on on. And Wentz has been fine too. I know he's he's been struggling the last game and a half, but I mean, every coach he's goes to, like, yeah, Wentz stuck kind of sucks. Like he had, just, 20, like he had twenty. He had twenty. He's our guy this but, week. You know, he, he, and it's not even a really fair criticism when Wentz joined the the Commanders this season. You know. Right. You've had Danny Jones, Jalen Hurts, and whoever else. Oh, Dak Prescott in that division slash Cooper Rush that have been on those teams for a little bit. They know the system. They know everything that's going on there. Uh, I mean, Cooper Rush is maybe the exception to that rule, but he's also on a much, much better team all around. I mean, that defense is elite. The, this, uh, the, the Washington team is not even close to that. So to bury it on Wentz is kind of a dick move. 360 and two touchdowns last week. It's not a bad week. <laughs> No, yeah, 180 of them to Deami Brown. Right, right. <laughs> and I don't know if it was specific to just this season, but I think he meant. And the question was kind of more phrased in, um, like the like the years and year on and year out. And he did say, like it was clipped up, but the real true t- statement was consistency at the quarterback position. So, I think, I think it's a shot at Wentz when you look at it one way, but it, it also could just mean that he's saying that we need to just continue the way we're going. Yeah. Well, and here's a shot at Ron for you. Uh, you're the one who brought Kyle Allen with you all over the damn NFL. So <laughs> <laughs> this is true. You did that. Oh God. This guy looks so good. Jacobs. Oh, Jacobs. Oh, Jacobs yeah. um, all right. Let's see. James Connor left early uh, replaced by, you know, Benjamin and Daryl Williams. Then Williams got hurt, hurt his knee. And so now we are looking at Eno Benjamin and Keontae Ingram. Is there any news how serious the Connor injury is? Like, is he going to be forced to miss a week? Um, I was literally I was looking that up as, as we Monday. speak. So give me one Yeah, second. I'm going to shoot that over to the James Connor owner. Um, I've been a little busy this week. So I have <laughs> no, seven, uh, seven hours ago. So earlier today, James Connor seems to have avoided a major injury, believed to be minor. Uh, injury to his ribs, but we also heard that Alvin Kamara's injury to his ribs is minor. So we'll see what ribs comes isn't of like that. one hit of the ribs next week, and yeah. all right, you're yeah. you're out of the game right away. So the, most, the biggest yeah. update was we're checking everything out. It's something in the rib area. Just being very cautious with him right now. I did one of those things. It's like <clears throat> four o'clock. Dropped a bench guy for you know Benjamin. You know j- just in case. Yeah. You know, and boom. This week, oh, sweet. I, just got, this, I got, you know, for free. <laughs> this is what I did with uh, Mike Boone and Alec Pierce in the Thursday game. Oh, and it worked out great for me. <laughs> I mean, it's good, good for you. Good for you. I mean, yeah, stay on top of that shit, though, because that, that you can save a lot of fab, a lot of fab. Yep. Uh, and, and more news. Tech went through and made a season season debut. He didn't do much. Yeah, he looked no. good in like limited action. You know, didn't didn't do anything egregious. Couple nice routes, but no points. Not really. It's also to relevant uh, it, it's also Zappy too. So it's not like it's right. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, Thornton hadn't practiced. You yeah. know, with Zappy, really. I mean, we're talking. He was with Mac Jones, maybe Hoyer, and then he just got back this week. So no yeah. no time for chemistry. But no, again, Thornton of, does matter. Yeah. So it's with starts a field for yep. kind of guy. Um, what happened here? Oh, yeah. Uh, Savian Smith. Yeah, from Detroit. Like, like five to ten he's... minutes of, of commercial break because of it. Okay, yeah, ten minutes. Full, I was yeah. I was on the radio. They were just like, ambulance on the field. Like, I, I know. I started out like his dad was coming down from the stands. Like, mm-hmm. 
craziest stuff that we've never seen. I'm like thinking the worst. I'm like, did he somehow like perish on the field? And then next thing I know, I'm hearing that he's discharged from the hospital, full mobility, traveled home with a Detroit team on their plane. So I think, again, this is more towards the concussion protocols and, and what we need, what they need to do more, yeah. um, you know, I mean, not messing with people's necks. That guy it, was just flat out. It out didn't cold. look like it was <laughs> like you go back and watch the replay. It's like, what, what happened? And you still don't know. It's like, was it a weird little like jerk just by him? Like yeah. you can't really mm-hmm. see because it wasn't anything on Hunter Henry. It wasn't hit on Hunter Henry. No, to, it it looked know, like to a glancing, like nothing. So who who knows? I mean, people are yeah. delicate. So you know, my, um, that off button. My brother was at the game. He's like, it sucked, but it was a good good chance. Like everyone was like waiting. Like dude, there's no one on the beer line. Yeah. No <laughs> I hope he's okay, but he got a free cloud candy cut because of it. Um, <laughs> and Joe Mixon uh, tipping players for the in the Bengals game. Um, yeah. What's up with that? It, not it, a huge deal, but I mean, if he's telling the team run pass or the opposing team run pass, it I is though. Could... I mean, that's the, that's how Matt rule got fired. Yeah. Well, and, not, and... not that one reason, but it, it didn't help. But if, if you're telling the team, Hey, I'm running this play, what are you going to do? And it helps inform his sub three yard per carry average. And maybe why the offensive line is so upgraded yet, not doing anything to help him run the ball more effectively. So, it all kind of makes sense in the grand scheme of things here. Um, now, at least hopefully, if we're all aware of it, hopefully he's aware of it. Hopefully the Bengals organization is aware of it and they can sort it out because, I mean, that's just, uh, I mean, that's like, I don't even know, Pop Warner level stuff, like same position every time. Don't get in your own way. Like, don't cut your knees off on, on the uh, way to running the football. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's, re- that's really all there is to say about it yep um and then last news we have a listener, listener question question i actually got it like 10 minutes before the pod I'm like actually it's a good time i'm about to do a podcast he's like, oh sweet my uh cousin's husband so he was offered um cooper cup and tj hawkinson for derrick henry and travis Etienne. now he is pretty deep at the running back position his tight end right now is tyler conklin and I kind of said it's tough because Cooper Cup is, you know, a top two receiver going forward. I believe Derrick Henry is probably a top five running back going forward. Top three. Uh, yeah, we talked yeah. about this last week. But um, I just want to get your thoughts on it. Um, I said Hawkins is, is a massive upgrade from Conklin, but again, Hawkinson's still hot and cold. Like he has good games and he has games he has to get two points. So I don't know if you can view him as a top a top six tight end you're getting. Yeah, I mean, they like Conklin and Hawkinson probably end up in the same tier break end of season. Um, <clears throat> Conklin's been consistent up until this week, too. So it's tough to say uh, tight end for tight end, kind of, so to speak. Now, it obviously comes down to team composition. You said he's pretty deep at running back. Yes. But... So, like he, he said, he has ETN and Ramondre on his bench as of now, but he is like, he is. He has CMC, he has Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry as the starters. Yeah, and then who who does he have at wide receiver already? Um for uh Godwin's one of them. It's it's tough not to do it because Cooper Cup's a league winner too. Be a league winner if he's I mean, so is Derrick Henry. It's a, that that's a tough thing. Yeah. Uh yeah. Craig, wh- what are your thoughts? 
I, I don't really have much of a difference between Hawkinson and Conklin. I, I have a, you know, I am also the most sour tight end person that there is. Yeah. So, so, so look, look, let's just say it's cut for Derek Henry straight up. And so his other point, receivers, AJ Brown, by the is way, is it a full PPR, half PPR? What we got 12 teams. Do we know it? I don't know, but it looks like it's full comp- looking at the points. Yep. It's full PPR. Okay. So if that's the case, uh, I think maybe it is a good buy to get cup. Um, if you have the re- room at running back, you need wide receiver because I'm going to look at cup and, and Henry as one in the same and, and, in, in a full PPR league. Yeah. PPR should set apart a uh, cup over, over Henry with, yeah, I guess especially I what we're seeing him get to that pepper. first. Yeah. Okay. So I think I would probably go for it. I think um, it'll be one of those trades at end of season. You probably look back and go like probably a and, lateral move, but yeah. you'll have those games that Cooper cup wins you a game and maybe you'll lose one. Cause you didn't have Derek Henry and then vice versa. So yep. um, yeah, I, I mean, I would probably do it. Just yeah. Well, again, what's his record? If you're, is he like one and four? Is he five and zero? Oh? You know, that kind of plays into it too. If you're looking to switch things up, sometimes it's good to move some pieces around, change up the juju. But if you're five and zero, oh, I'm probably not making any changes. It sounds like we're all leaning towards doing it. Yeah, yeah. PPR. I think. I mean, we saw Cup last year, and we see the Rams doing poor to start, and Cup's fine. <laughs> like right. he's, he's, I think he's still for one of the year. So. Okay. Shall we move into our next segment? Yeah, Week brand five, new top segment. Talents. Coming at you. Dow's bringing us into it. You started the section. Yeah, the I just wanted to uh, just bring something a little bit new to the podcast. Just something that we haven't been doing. Um, I know we always talk about a lot of deep guys, deep dives, flex plays, stuff like that. Even some, you know, RB twos, wide receiver twos, stuff like that. We don't really hit on a lot of the major players in fantasy football other than at the top in the news segment we're like oh this guy killed it or in comparison to other people on their team so i want to give us a quick little uh segment we could burn through and acknowledge some of the top guys of the week so i've got the top three at each position a couple have honorable mentions in them for um guys that don't really get a lot of shout out all the time so uh i'm just take quarterbacks right off the bat week five quarterback leaders josh allen comes in heavy with a 36.2 game uh, outing, and this is based on our scoring in, in, in our Psycho Dynasty League. So that's a four point passing touchdown, minus one for an interception, a point for every 25 passing yards. I, I'd call that fairly standard, but yep. yeah, some, some people play otherwise. But um, yeah, so that's 36.2 for Allen against Pittsburgh, just absolutely balled out. He barely even played the fourth quarter. So um, then you had Jalen Hurts at 27.7 against Arizona. And Geno Smith at 24 points against New Orleans of all teams. I don't think anybody saw that coming, but um, I sent you guys a thing earlier that Geno Smith is the only PFF graded quarterback over 90 right 90, now on yeah. the season. It's, it's pretty crazy. fucking insane. Like I have him in a two quarterback league. I'm starting Wentz and Stafford every week. I'm like, <laughs> I, I also Gino now. Yeah. love every time he talks now. Someone goes, who would have thought that a seven, uh, seven year career backup is now going to be a top five quarterback in the league? And he looks right at the guy and goes, you ever see me throw a ball? No, you haven't. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll get to his receiver when you go over the wide receiver uh, top players, too, who's also, also having a fantastic year. Um, you want to take backs? that right now? You can take it. I'll take the receiver. So, so Gabe yeah. Davis linked to Josh Allen. Only three catches. My sit of the week missed. 
Um, <laughs> if I was in Tony's going to go three for 170 and two, I would have laughed, but it happened. The plays he made was great. The one against Fitzpatrick was a big man's catch. He had it all day. Um, Tyler Lockett continues to have a great connection with Geno Smith. The throws he had to lock it in the end zone were prime. Uh, I mean, Craig, you're you're the Lockett guy. Well, not anymore. He's not on your dance team, but not on my team, but I've been following him for a mm-hmm. very long time. I really thought that he could have fallen off this year, but it's all Geno Smith. So Lockett has always been uh, a separator. So he's going to be open more often than not. And then even if he's not, he's going to be able to find a contort, a way to contort his body to get that ball. And in the best news possible, uh, DK Metcalf has done very well alongside these great outings. Yeah, he's probably so, close to this. I think he had 18 yeah. points, so he didn't, didn't make the list, but he's been fine too. Yeah. Uh, Justin Jefferson, again, 24 points without a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, he he's was kind of the... Score. Uh, He's kind of the reason this whole idea came around because I was like, he's one of the greatest players in fantasy football right now. We never talk about him because he's just top. We all know he's at the top. Yeah, I mean, it's been like Josh Allen, Jefferson. Yeah. We'll get to the number one running back too, but Deami Brown out of left field. No one started this guy. Yep. No one. If you did, show me your lineups. Good for you. <laughs> and, and tell me why you did it. <laughs> I cut him off my team at the beginning of the year. In a 14-team league, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then no one picked 14 team, 20 man rosters, and I cut them. That's how and I thought. So I thought Curtis Samuel was going to be the beneficiary with Dotson and Thomas out. Turns out that he it was had a pretty decent, d- decent day, though. He did have a decent day, but it wasn't. It wasn't Deion Brown. Brown right? <laughs> uh, uh, so I'll then, take, yeah, yeah, yeah so I'll take running backs. Um, so Austin Eckler has now put up his second straight 30 point performance. So um, you're, you can now be happy for the fact that you drafted him top five if you did. Um, that's something that is starting to be a little bit more of a trend now. Those those guys are starting to come back and show up. Uh, Leonard Fournette, another 30-point performance. Uh, that was very strange because everyone was starting to write him off last week. Like how how the uh, roller coaster goes for Fournette. 10 receptions. That was the big biggest thing was I think they had 11 targets, 10 receptions. And he, he's done it before with Brady. I think he did it towards the end of the season last year. Uh, but wow, that is, if that continues, it's going to be massive. Brees Hall. This was a, a really interesting one. 26.7 fantasy points against his uh, former um, running coach, Mike. Oh, excuse me. I have switched it between um, the head coach, Sarah Sala for, for the Jets. Uh, it, it seemed as though that this was going to be this way the whole time it was Salah versus McDaniel and who's going to be able to run the ball better on the other team because they had coached together in San Francisco. And I kind of figured it would be tough for Miami because Salah was the defensive coordinator. So Brees Hall actually getting the, the, um, the, the win here over on, on, on the running back side is not a surprise, but it also seemed like it could have not gone this way. So it's, I think it's a really big, uh, testament to what Brees Hall has started to learn in the be- beginning part of this season. And I think that this is really him showing up and, and, and entering his name into the running back one category after this. Uh, he was so, stopped on the one yard line twice too. And that's when Michael Carter scored. So he got, he could have had a massive day. Yeah. And he, he ha- had a lot of broken tackles too. Like I think it wasn't Damian Pierce was 17, but um, he did really well. And then Otto mentioned, uh, Derek Henry at 26.2 points. That's his third straight 20 plus uh, fantasy point performance. So that's also uh, something to look forward to. 
Yeah, I love that Derek Henry's back. Um, I so I've shared this Instagram page with you guys. I think uh, Fantasy Guides they do a missing points thing every single week. Guys that you know could have gotten more points. DK Metcalf could have had eighteen more points. Brees Hall, like the two touchdowns, twelve more points. So. Who's ever listening, go on Instagram, follow Fantasy Guides, and they do a very good job um, looking at missing opportunities in games every single Sunday. Uh, Dow, do you want to take the tight ends? I know you want yes, to talk about I Taysom do. Hill. Yes, uh, Taysom Hill. If you started him, you're a fucking idiot, and I hate you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but good for you. You probably won your match. You should not be able to play him in the tight end position. He has one target on the year. I was just going to say, Does so he, he had really? 34.1 yes. points, no, no so reception. Is he a running back now? He should like... be a running back. He has to be. So... Who knows? I don't even like talking about the guy. Let's move on. Mark Andrews, 18.9 points for the Ravens. Uh, he looked great. I mean, he was a focal point of Lamar's day. He's really the only person that got anything going other than Devin Duvernay with Rashad Bateman out. So no surprise there. That's been uh, a trend for years and years now. His old teammate, Hayden Hurst, I'd say it was a lot bigger surprise making this list at 14.3 points in the same game. Head-to-head, revenge game, Joe Barrow, Hayden Hurst. He scored a nice touchdown. He laid out for it. Um, I mean, we kind of, I'd say the three of us expected not this necessarily out of Hayden Hurst, you know, top three tight end every week, but we expected something like this in that Bengal offense to come of a super athletic tight end like Hurst. And I think we talked about that a lot this offseason with him landing there. So good to see that come to fruition. Um, I mean, a guy who makes this list more often than not, Dallas Goddard, he ends up with 13.5 points with Jalen Hurst throwing him the ball. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that wraps up the uh, the new segment for us. Just something to think about with, you know, top-tier guys and maybe guys that will occasionally make the list and, and, and out of the norm, but some guys that you can target, some guys that you can really uh, remember deserve to be up here and, and at least get some recognition for it. Love it. We'll try to do this weekly if we can. It's yeah, pretty it's easy nice. to put together. <laughs> All right, hold them. Hold them. The classic. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not going to sing it. Can't do it. <laughs> Kenny Rogers actually sent us a cease and desist order because <laughs> we're so accurate. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. That's why I can't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I know you guys have no money to your names. You, owe, you actually <laughs> owe, owe more than anything. I just don't want to sue you guys. Please don't tell me you do it. <laughs> and I said, fuck you, Kenny Rogers. Uh, number one, hold or fold. I don't know if we did him last week, but we're doing him again. Elijah Moore. Um, I'm going to have to have someone unfortunately i was a little busy this weekend couldn't see everything i'm gonna have to someone tell me his stat line so his stat line he is sucks. one reception for 11 yards so he's not had over 7.4 fantasy points in any game this year and i have ppr scoring format and his How targets he... have gone down every week seven and... five nine four four and his snap percentage goes from 90s down to 66 that's what exactly changes with Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson back. back. Right. And I do know that Garrett Wilson has started to overtake Corey Davis. So um, I don't know. I'm going to hold on to Elijah Moore because I still truly believe that he is the number one wide receiver on this team. Um, while, okay, maybe it's maybe he's number two with Garrett Wilson starting to show up. But I, I don't want to cut bait with him just yet because I do think after what we saw last year with Zach Wilson, he has to be involved. It just... I give him a week or two. I mean, again, we're talking Zach Wilson just came back the last two weeks. Yes, he's going down, but I'm I'm going to wait a little bit longer. Yeah, and plus we, we saw what Moore did at the end of, not end of last year because he missed the last um, five weeks due to injury, but 10, 24, 11, 25, 18 points. Like, he did fine, but it, 
again, a lot of that was Mike White too. Like Henry Wilson did fine for a few games, but there were some games he just disappeared when Wilson actually played. I would fold him mainly because I have no shares of him anywhere anyways. So that, that's the only reason why. <laughs> like, yeah, it's an like, easier fold. <laughs> if I had to share him, I might think about it more. I know he's talented. I've loved this kid coming out of college. Uh, Dickie loves him because his last name is cool. It's more. Um, but that's about it. Like I, I just, I would fold him, but it's, if I had him, like I have MVS on a team, I'd probably rather more just because he's bigger upside. Yeah. He's a tough, he's tough to hold on to. Um, I think you could make the argument that the jets have been up at least this week. So his snap percentage gets to be a little bit lower and they didn't need him on the field, but I would fold him. And I, that's coming from me with shares of him in multiple leagues. I will fold him. Uh, you can't can't have a guy netting you that few points even on your bench. There's probably somebody better out there for you to grab. Next guy, Tyler Boyd, hold or fold. Craig, you're the Bengal guy. I'll hold him because whatever the hell's going on with T. Higgins right now, I don't know. And to be honest, Tyler Boyd is involved heavily when either him or Chase are out. So I can't. I can't. No, I'm I'm holding. It was a bad week for the Bengals as a whole. Like Jamar Chase had targets, but that's about it. Didn't do much with them. Tyler Boyd didn't do much. The whole, the whole team was off. But yeah, uh, you you got to hold them because if Higgins thing is out a week or two, if, if if it's out a week, you start Boyd. You know it's against the Saints, but you still yeah. you still start him as a QB two on a team with Joe Burrow. Like it's it, it's got to hit. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to miss Gino out on just... the fifty. 50 attempt game by, by Burrow. Right. And Gino just carved up the uh the Saints. So no reason that Joe Burrow and his team can't do it. So I'd hold Tyler Boyd, but another week like the past couple, you know, six points, four points. Well, it's all- any, anything sub 10, you're probably thinking about cutting them seriously next week. He's also a guy like uh, Elijah Moore drafted a little higher. Boy was like one of those like end of the round, like end of the draft guy who just take up and you pick up and kind of like hope he hits. So it's easier to cut Boyd, I think, than a guy like Elijah Moore or a few of the guys that we're going to talk about on this list. Like the next one, Chase Edmonds. I know he was a um, zero RB target. I've been telling everyone to sell this guy high if you could the last four weeks. And if you didn't, might as well cut him now because I think it's completely done for him. Yeah, yeah it's Raheem Mostert's job until he gets hurt. And I'm Ooh, not going to. What a I'm sleeper, gonna... huh, guys? This week, yeah, that was a good yeah. one. <laughs> Did you pick? You picked him. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and we were telling people at the end of drafts to just pick this guy because you never know. Um. And here we are. Yeah. I guess the only thing is, like, if you're a most owner, it's like, yeah, maybe you keep Edmonds because you know he's going to get hurt at some point if he gets a full That's workload. True. That's true. But Edmonds last week, one attempt, one yard. That's it. Like, it's not like it's a split thing, and you know, so and so got the touchdown. He wasn't even involved in the offense. Yeah, and he's on the field barely. You're like, against the Jets too. So it's not like oh, it's a it was a like it. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm done with him. Yeah, he's a fold for me as well. All right, and our weekly edition. <laughs> this is going back to 2021, week one. <laughs> Allen Robinson. Yeah. I'm finally folding him. I'll just jump right in and say that I'm done. I'm not waiting another second. I don't care what his upside is. Greg, do you want to go next? Fold. 
Scott, you gonna hold him still? <laughs> you know what? I'll hold him one more week because no. he, he's gonna buy in week seven. If he doesn't do w- w- week six, you're you're right. Then I'm done. Like he's playing, he's playing I'm, Carolina next week, so he's got a shot. He's got a shot. He's got a shot. <laughs> you you can't start him. <laughs> like if you're gonna hold him, like if you can get Ken, Ken Walker. You here's fold a, him right here's away. The deal. Here, you can get here's the deal. You fold him for Ian Benjamin. No bullshit. Listen to this. If you're <laughs> okay. not gonna, if you're not gonna start him next week, and he has a bye week in week seven, then you can drop him right now. And whoever, whoever even has the intelligence to pick him up right now That's is gonna fair. go. That's oh fair. shit. Well, why? Oh, I'm gonna drop him again because he's got his bye week. So then you're you'll you'll be able to pick him up midweek on Sunday, week seven. That if you is... want to play him in week eight. That's yeah, it's fair. That's true. That's big Drop, brain fold, shit. Fold, Drop fold. them. Fold. <laughs> I'm still not going to, but I should. <laughs> I, I'm telling the listeners I'm to, to do it. Like at least you're not uh, paying them four for thirty. <laughs> who's doing? Is it chips? chips. <laughs> it's <is> thick. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> four for thirty. Wow. Oh, I mean, oh, I mean, his NFL oh, contract. One of the, one made of the it funnier feel. ones. Okay. Oh yeah, I'd rather I'd rather pay his NFL contract than four for thirty. <laughs> Uh, all right, Russell Gage. I put him on here because Julio was out last week. Russell Gage assumed the third wide receiver role and still didn't do anything. So he's not seizing opportunities. I know he had one big week with everybody out, but everybody's back. So I think he's really he's at least on the hot seat. Uh, for me, he's a fold. I'm not holding anybody. I'm also looking at this through my uh, Red Dogs re- redraft league lens where I'm hurting for wins. And if I have a guy like this on my bench, I need to try to funnel somebody else in that can do something. Yeah, he's he's a big fold for me. I know the Bucks have been able to have three wide receivers throughout, you know, the last two years fantasy wise, but I'm not gonna pick each week who's gonna do it. Karen Bray was even out too, and he couldn't even, you know, do much more. Like it it's Godwin Evans and Fortnite getting 10 receptions. Like that's it. I'm going to fold him. And then if Julio is even on teams anymore, he's also a fold as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to fold Russell Gage. All right. Um, George Kittle, next man up. Well, he's a, he's, he's a tight end, so he's a whole. Yeah. Can can you find <laughs> another tight end better? I mean, I have. Uh, more yes. Tight end yeah. To go. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's guys oh, like oh, okay. I Hunter Henry up there. Now it's doing a little better than him. No, he, he he's a whole because. <laughs> Because he's a tight end. It, but it sucks because you have to play him your week. At least guys like Hunter Henry and, and Conklin and Everett, you don't have to start for You can stream these guys. While I understand Kittle didn't play was the first three weeks, there are still teams that have put up less less in tight end points through five weeks. One of my one of my teams being one of them. I, 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 I've had Cole Komet out there. I've had Logan Thomas out there. And a cumulative of what Kittle has produced is still more oh, so, than what I have all five weeks. It's so true. So, so he, he would have had a better game, but he he did fumble. So so that's why he had five instead of seven. But, oh, yeah, he's a hold. I mean, he's a big blocking tight end, but we've seen him go for 35 points any given week. Like You, can't, you can never drop this guy. All right, fair enough. I will hold him, too. AJ Dillon. I will go last because I have a lot of shares of him. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll start it off and say that I'm holding AJ Dillon. I think that this guy is still going to be a stud. I know there's still a top four. I think it's top four or five uh, offensive rushing attacks. Um, Aaron Jones is just really good. So he's going to, he's going to lose some work to him every now and again. Uh, but AJ Dillon is a solid flex play. 
slash you know rb2 rb1 and your uh, zero rb teams like we're not if if again we talk about if you drop him or if you see him on the waiver wire are you picking him up i'm instantly putting fab down on i'm him putting more up. fab on him than put him on ken walker eh, maybe not i don't know about that, that but that, i'm definitely, that's I'm definitely little, holding but, him but close yeah yeah i threw I mean, him on the list because he he really has underperformed he has aj dill i mean sorry uh aaron jones hasn't really gone out in season he's had two really big games and then three like okay games so i don't see a reason that aj dillon's completely written off aaron jones is not an every down back all of these reasons combined you know sometimes the game flow just doesn't work in aj dillon's favor but I don't think he's really ever droppable. And I make the handcuff argument every week. I, I was and, and, Craig, s- and Craig made the same point. If he's on waivers, somebody grabs him. Right. Like, worst goes to worst, he's sucking. He's probably handcuff number one right next to Alexander Madison, if that's the case. And you don't, he, you never drop that guy. Yep. Zay Jones. Yeah, Zay Jones. I have he's, him in a few leagues. So I was kind of just going through my bench. Yeah, he's a fold. He's a fold for me. I know he had that big week, but this week it was Marvin Jones. Next week it could be Zay Jones. Christian Kirk's gonna be sprinkled in every single week, regardless. He's the top t- target. Agnew was two weeks ago. Like it's just hard to pr- predict. And this team looked very good the first th- three weeks, and then I don't know what the hell, what the hell happened, but yeah, yeah and he's definitely he's definitely up and down. All of those targets are there. It's like it's tough to eight targets last week. Yeah. And then nine the first week. So like he's averaging around eight because he had 11 in week three. Yeah. So week three was a big game. It's tough because this is a guy, I guess you can say a lot of these pull full guys. Like if he's on your team, are you like, I want to start this guy? Or would you rather own a guy like last week, Eno Benjamin, just in case of an injury? I think I'd rather own a, a RB in case of an injury than Zay, Zay Jones on my bench. Yeah, so far I've started. I own Zay Jones in a couple of leagues. I've started him once in one league, and it was against Craig, and he was out, and I didn't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a big full for him, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and fold him. I, I do like that the targets are there, but Trevor Lawrence's inconsistency uh, to get him the ball, again, eight targets into three catches, and then the uh, desire apparently of right. the offense to spread it around to four different guys. I just don't want to be part of that anymore. It's not a winning philosophy, I don't think, for, for me right now, at least, because my team is losing. All right. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I think I'd have to fold them for the reasons that uh, Scott said. Like, I'll, I'd rather have someone else that I know and trust yep. other than just having a guy that can pop off. Um, I'm just not a big Zay Jones fan. Yeah, I mean, this we've is the had plenty uh... times to be Zay Jones fans, and he's burnt everyone twice <laughs> over in, in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to start now. No. This is a big one. I'll say yeah. this one for less. Let's go to Dalton Schultz first. Okay. This is not as big a one. Fold Dalton Schultz. I don't care that he's a tight end. Yeah, he's a streamable tight end. Don't care. Yeah. Okay. All right. Again, he may become relevant once yeah. Dak's sure. back, but pick, you can go pick him up. You can pick him up and drop Hunter Henry if you like. Yeah. You just go interchangeable of yeah. those yeah. guys. All right. The big one, Najee Harris. I think we're all in the whole thing part of yeah. it, but I think we had to talk about it. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, I didn't think anybody's going to fold him, but I think it's worth talking about. I, I mean, guess you can do a panic meter section next time. Yeah. Like, this yep. is like this is full panic mode now. Yeah, I mean, if you're Our talking about redraft, like, where do you cut bait on Najee Harris? Because you drafted him to be your RB 
one slash two. One. You know, one. yeah. And, and you expected, you know, 20 points a week. You're close to it, you know, uh, 15 points a week. Give me 15. Yeah. He's yet to give you 12 in the game, I believe. So, um, and that's half PPR. That's, uh, you know, whatever, normal traditional scoring. And if I'm looking at him, he's RB29. He's barely a flex play. I drafted him high. Right now, maybe you can still sell him on name and upside, but three or four more weeks of this, I don't know that you can. Yeah, um, you're not gonna you're not gonna like the next four weeks of his five weeks of his schedule. That's what I'm looking at too. <laughs> I mean, it's Tampa, great Miami, also a good defense this year. Philly, I mean, they're a house to stop the run. Bye week, and then New Orleans, like it is. Grim. Yeah. It's not easy going, and he does not have a quarterback that's going to take the pressure off of uh, them stuffing the box against them. So then it comes down to talent and the ability to break loose, and I think he has that, but he doesn't have blockers out front. He doesn't have wide receivers that like to block very well, and he doesn't have anything and any wrinkle of disguise to get him out in space and the and give him the opportunity to use that ability. So I... Uh, t- for me, I'm hammering the panic button. If that's our new segment going right now, I, yeah, panic. But it's trade, a guy you sell low, sell in sell. redraft dynasty. Hey. Hold them, whatever. It's yeah. dynasty, but you buy them low in dynasty for sure. But yeah. well, that's why um, when Tom said he was shopping him, he goes, "Well, I'm not going to sell him low." I was like, "Well, I'm buying sense. them. I'm buying them low. If I'm buying them, like I got to use his stats. Yeah. <laughs> what else we're using?" So definitely a panic meter thing. You're going to start this guy probably every week. Um, before the next section. Craig, did you see what happened in that game? Yes, I did just see what happened in that game. And this is exactly what we were talking about before. And there was a... uh, uh, So you said you missed it. It was a strip sack roughing the passer. And and, um, uh, what was it? Chris Jones, this is the tweet. Chris Jones was the first player in the history of the NFL that has sacked the quarterback, uh, got a pass interference while holding the football. I'm not passing for it. So I'm watching the roughing the passer. Now. That was roughing the passer. That was roughing the passer. He tackled him. He tackled him like a normal tackle and the ball, and and went for the ball. Wasn't See, trying to land on top. The of thing him. is, like, that's a game changer play right there. Like the Chiefs get the ball back with a minute and ten left, or a, a minute left. They probably get a field goal. Yeah, and, and now and now the mentioned momentum. And, now the Raiders are probably gonna get a field goal. At least no, it's it's starting to look like I'm not kidding you. It's starting to look like if you have a defensive player doing a little bit extra to get the quarterback's helmet on the field, like we but saw with Tom Brady yesterday, the, that yeah. helmet touched the field. So that's why it was a flag like that's I can't believe that was a freaking call. He was holding the football. <laughs> that's crazy. I just saw the replay. That's like he did no extra force to, to try to hurt him. Like he that was the cleanest hit he could possibly no. ever do. All right. Um. You guys are watching or you already watched by the time you listen to this. So buy low, sell high section. Uh, Craig, do you want to start with yours? Um, yeah, sure. Michael Pittman is my buy low. Uh, I think he's had a little bit of a rough go with it the last couple of weeks. And, you know, notably Matt Ryan is the cause. Uh, so he was going into the season as I believe somewhere in the mid wide receiver two range, at least if not, that's where I had him. And he's still had, when we talk about targets with Zay Jones, you know, this is what Michael Pittman has had for targets, 13, 9, 6, and 8. So we're we're looking around that 8 target area as well, but he's averaging much more in yards. His, his average in yards is somewhere in the 60s. So with the quarterback play, I can understand it. I can see why he's had some some struggle, but 
Uh, the next couple of games is going to be great for Michael Pittman. And I think that this is just a, a great time to buy into a number one wide receiver. That is, you know, he really is an ultra elite talented guy that he, he needs to get, um, you know, he doesn't need to, uh, I, I guess I don't know how to exactly say this, but he's getting the opportunities anyway. And one or two of them will hit soon enough. And with Jacksonville, Tennessee and Washington coming up, I feel like those next three games, you're going to see him get those double digit to higher points. He's off of a back of a uh, eight point performance and a four point performance pr- prior to that. So now we're, we're looking at a guy that I think is going to start stepping up. Yeah. And if Matt Ryan can screw his fucking head on, it'll be great. Um, <laughs> I'll move on to my bylo who also is lacking some quarterback play. Uh, DJ Moore tethered to Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold or PJ Walker or Matt rule or whoever's going to be in charge of there. No Cam. longer Matt rule. We know that maybe Cam Newton. <laughs> um, but however you dice it, DJ Moore has underperformed this season. I think I had him penciled as a, a lock for wide receiver one. He has not even been close to that, but he has the ability. We know he has the ability. We know the Panthers have the schemes and the offensive play calls to get him involved, whether or not, remains to be seen but if i can buy him where he is right now which is probably an all-time low for his own value i still will and i might not i might buy him and i might not even play him right away but i will certainly still buy him for i mean name name the right piece but if i could flip you'll you'll, we'll get here in a minute but if i could flip my sell high who is gabe davis into dj moore i do that right now and i'd be happy with it so um I'm still buying DJ Moore. I think he has tons of talent. At the end of the day, I'm buying talent. And hopefully with the change of uh, changing of the guard with Matt Rule out, they can figure out a way to get their, their top-tier wide receiver involved because really he hasn't been involved. Robbie Anderson hasn't been involved. Christian McCaffrey has been really the only person doing anything positive on that offense. And that can't go on forever. Even if you're out there tanking and trying to lose games, at some point you need to put some lipstick on a pig and have somebody do something. And DJ Moore, <laughs> I think, is that pig with the lipstick on. <laughs> I love that saying. Um, kind of similar t- to yours. We're um, we're all the same boat. Bad quarterback play, but um, Deontay Johnson, even him and DJ Moore probably could have been into the hold fold section. They probably should have been. But um Deontay played the Buffalo Bills last week. Very hard defense. 13 targets. Bad game. 8.5 points. Not n- not the worst, but um, it's kind of tough to put Pickett, a rookie quarterback, into his first starting game against the Buffalo Bills. It's very unfair. But it's going against Tampa Bay and Miami in the next two weeks. Philadelphia week eight is definitely tougher with Darius Slay. But by that point, Slay might be guarding Pickens anyway. So um, this is a guy that's getting the targets and He's like DJ Moore. He's probably a drop bull guy in some leagues. If you can get him for slim to nothing, I would keep him on your bench for now if you want. But um, I'm not going to say he's going to be the same player he was the last two years, but he can easily be a wide for three at, by the end of the season. Definitely have uh, to agree. roll straight into your sell high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tyler Lockett is my sell high. Again, I talked to him about this before he had a great week. He's had a great connection with Geno Smith. I just can't see it remaining the same. Like something's got to give Geno Smith cannot be this good. Pete Carroll cannot be this good of a, as a coach, like Lockett's value is going to go down. Like he's probably a fine person to have on your team, but if you can sell him as a wide receiver two right now, and you got him as your wide receiver six, probably 
in redraft leagues round probably 11 or 12 you sell them right now um would you sell them for any of these guys dj Moore? Pitt, uh, if you can sell for Pittman, i would in, in a heartbeat yes i would sell Lockett Pittman. For Pittman instantly yeah i, I would probably think you're gonna that. get it but look the Pittman owner actually the Pittman owner might be pissed off make like, yes sure tyler lock is gonna be 24 points the last two weeks i'd yeah. probably do the same thing Let's with more and i'd probably with deontay as well honestly uh tyler lockett is good for two donuts a year they haven't happened yet so be ready for that <laughs> it's yeah. true true Every year. and that's with it's a good clockwork. quarterback or a good a good offensive scheme with with a quarterback that yep. is <laughs> no, i love that I mean, well it comes off a little haterific but uh i i'm totally on the same page gino probably can't continue this for the for the duration of the season um my sell high another guy i don't think can continue anything for the duration of the season and i've been critical of this guy the entire season. I'm going to keep doing it. Gabe Davis. I know he had 30 points last week. Uh, he was Scott sit and Scott should have hit it because if I told you the guy had three <laughs> catches on five targets, you wouldn't have assumed that he had 170 yards and two touchdowns. So, um, I mean, you can fall ass backwards into a lot of stuff in the NFL and sometimes Josh Allen's arm and pure speed makes up for a lot of mistakes and it, you can take advantage of a bad defense. You might be pressing a bit. And I think that's exactly what we saw. And, you know, rewind back to the opening uh, game of the year when Buffalo played LA, when Gabe Davis had his other big game, he had touchdowns on broken plays. When teams haven't made massive mistakes, Gabe Davis hasn't done anything. So if you can sell him on the back of this massive 30 point outing and get any of these guys, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, Michael Pittman. I don't think that you could get Michael Pittman for Gabe Davis. If you can, good for you. You're a terrific you salesman. Might be able to. You can come work for me anytime. But if you can do that, do it. He's wide receiver 28 right now. Gabe Davis is. DJ Moore is wide receiver 49. If you could make that flip straight up, do it. If you could, I mean, I, I don't know that both sides would be down for that. But I'm thinking right now the DJ Moore owner is ready to make a move. Gabe Davis owner, you should be ready to make a move because he's not going to continue performing at this level. I can almost guarantee you that. One that we've seen, I think his days, his level decline year over year is Alvin Kamara. And uh, I hate to say it because you love you love the story. But to begin the year, he started off with six fantasy points, sat out because of injury, six fantasy points, sat out because of injury, and then got the 20 point performance and you can have a, a, a as an owner of Kamara have a, a nice sigh of relief because you see 20 fantasy points and you think that he's back but this was with Taysom Hill also getting 34 fantasy points and him playing quarterback a lot of the time you know Andy Dalton and him mixing in these are things that the Saints have done the last couple of seasons but they want to get to Jameis Winston unfortunately he's been hurt the last two weeks and I just don't see with what we saw to start the year with how his usage was 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 going to be the consistent thing um, or I expect that to be the consistent thing going all all year long. Not not this past performance with 23 rushing attempts. That's never been Kamara's thing. He's always been a receiving back. And um, I just think that at this point here, you kind of have to take his name and the 20 points and go move him to a wide receiver. Cause I think that that's what this year is all about is the year of the wide receiver. And I, and I don't think the, the Alvin Kamara types are, are going to be long for PPR or even just anything this season. I, I don't, I don't feel very confident with, with Alvin Kamara and what I've seen to start the year. 
No, it's a good sell high. Yeah, definitely. And and again, just a name alone, I think you can get more value than what he's going to ultimately be worth. Right, and you can use the twenty point performance to go. Listen, he's back. Yeah, leverage. Yeah, There's I mean, your leverage. We all need it. Mm-hmm. I heard that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, last segment. Stop playing with my emotions. Quit playing games with my heart. Yeah. I so guess, yeah, Craig. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm at the top, <laughs> top of the list. No. Oh shit. I'll go tight first. ends. No, no, no. I got it. Tight, tight ends. ends okay. um, <laughs> tight ends. Yep. I'm gonna say it all year long. Like, it. So it's it's it says still tight ends. Not it's still tight ends. it's still tight ends. I mean, there's nothing that makes me more upset than the tight end position right now. And and I thought this is the thing that really pisses me off was I thought this was finally gonna be over this year. I thought more tight ends came in and we're gonna be viable plays and we would have we wouldn't have this large gap in in tight end production. Well, remember in the beginning part of the year, I think it was week two or three, I had put out stats about what the actual average targets are for each tight end out there and, and what, what the actual landscape looked like. Well, believe it or not, it's gotten worse because now we have only four tight ends averaging more than seven targets on the season. And seven targets is not asking for much when you're talking about the fantasy position, who, which is something that who we are the four have. <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Mark Andrews, Tyler Higby, yeah, and Zach Ertz. I get I get Higby at the wrong year every single time. <laughs> Tyler Higby, and 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 it's just because even Hawkinson, he's he doesn't get seven a, a game like like he's started to pick it up a little bit because he had those twelve targets in week four, but this past week he had four. So it's like, where's the consistency? Where do I? What can I use here to show me what I can continue? Like I'm looking at Evan Ingram had ten targets last week, which is great that he put him into the double digit category. But the week before that, he had one. You know, I had uh, Kyle Pitts not even play last week. We have Darren Waller, who is out for the entire game, looks like, because of some phantom hamstring injury right Which now. Which happened the first like first, first play, play, first drive at least. So it, it, Logan Thomas didn't get to play last week, and his numbers were not really that great to begin with, but he was at least the guy that had caught a touchdown this year. Uh, uh, you know, this is, this is our <laughs> One touchdown. <laughs> one touchdown. That'd be with one touchdown. No, I mean... So, I have gone through in one league, Cole Komet, Logan Thomas. I played Isaiah Likely this week because I was like, ah, why the hell not? The rest of them suck. So uh, Rashad Bateman was out. I was like, oh, maybe Likely would be a good play. So I had to go trade for George Kittle today. Uh, (laughs) And and he's not even killing it either. No, he's not. But you know he could at least get you that big, the big game. Those other ones, you're happy for like eight points. He won't get... He he at least well, zero. should not get me <laughs> zero. I say it because I'm just nervous. It's gonna happen. no. I mean, the, it is f- funny too because like oh, like tight ends are finally deep. Like you got Komet, Alberto, like um, and Joe fucking guy. Ir- Hurst came, Irv Smith, Pitt, like Pitts. But then again, it's like no, it's back to being a fucking tight end, and it's this way every <laughs> single year. So why is Dr. Travis Kelsey? early which doesn't still my team sucks but um uh cory yeah mine's personal um <laughs> it's the stupid jaguars uh i think i mentioned earlier they bounced me from my survivor pool those scumbags against the houston texans which should have been just a, a runaway win from them but i put in parentheses this team has no identity like they started off the year and they battled the commanders to a 28 22 loss and you're like all right well 
that's a good showing. You know, first game of the year, they need some time to gel, what have you. Next game, they come out and stomp the Colts, 24-0. Pure shutout, pure domination. Okay, this team is good on offense and defense. This is fantastic. Christian Kirk's all over the field. Zay Jones is contributing. James Robinson's running down people's throats. Then they come out and they beat the Chargers, who's a real team, that were like, oh, the Chargers are so damn good. 38-10, convincing victory. Then they go out and battle the Eagles 29-21. Like, all right, well, you know, Eagles are an absolute wagon. Like, I'm not surprised. And they were up a lot of that game, too. But in that game, you started to see the tide shift. They didn't throw the ball well. Trevor Lawrence struggled. Um, You saw James Robinson stop getting the ball, and Travis Etienne start getting a little bit more involved. And they both kind of had down weeks. Now you had this past week against the the Jaguars. I'm sorry, the Jaguars played the Texans. They lost 13-9. And at no point did anybody look good. Trevor Lawrence is throwing picks left and right. He's throwing bad picks, too. Not even like they were competitive balls. Nobody on the team was involved in the passing attack. Both running backs were not good um, and from a running perspective. ETN caught a few passes and, and did some damage that way. But they've completely lost their run-the-ball, down-your-throat mentality, play hard defense, play aggressive, play physically. And you've seen all of this disappear over the last probably – five quarters of football and for a while I was excited to watch the Jaguars be good again or maybe be good yep. for once I should say and now that is completely disappeared so they play the the Colts again next week who also suck so maybe it's a get right week for them they figure it out and put some stuff on on tape but the Colts got embarrassed 24 nothing like I said last time they played so they're not going to come in and roll over either um I think this next week has a lot to to um well, or will do a lot to dictate the way the rest of the season goes. And at first, we we're looking at several startable fantasy options from both running backs and James Robinson and Travis Etienne, uh, a potential starting quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. I thought he was going to break out last week. He did not. He pissed down his leg. And then two realistic wide receivers in Zay Jones and Christian Kirk looked startable at times. And we just talked about folding Zay Jones a minute ago. And then Evan Ingram, who we kind of thought might be able to find a career resurgence has been a non-factor up until last week. He had 9.9 points. You can consider that a start at the, or a hit as a start at the tight end position, but one week does not a starting tight end make. So uh, just a lot of inconsistency, no identity, a lack of knowing what to expect out of a team, which kills you in fantasy kills you in real life kills everything if you're a jags fan i'm sorry for you but feel trust me i feel your pain now as a failing new england franchise is is my home team so (laughs) your misery loves company and whatnot yeah i mean the only person that's great on that team right now is marvin jones but yes going forward 104 yards last week seven catches 11 targets a lot of good it did them (laughs) yeah i know it's like etn had a good fantasy day too it's like Great, awesome, but they lost the Texans. Now to go back to what they did yeah. before, no yeah, right. ATN, no Marvin Jones. Like, damn it! <laughs> like, all right, we yeah. tried those guys out. Didn't yeah, work. Didn't work Let's out. go back. And to your point, like you were saying, like you were happy to see the Jags, you know, uh, start to look good. I'm just, I was happy or wanted. I'm willing, you know, Trevor Lawrence to be a good quarterback because I'm, I'm sick of seeing those days of the unicorn quarterback come in, <clears throat> Andrew Luck, and then not see anything from it. Yeah. yeah, I want, you know, I want Lawrence to succeed and do well. I want ETN to succeed and do well. I want Doug Peterson to have a successful franchise. I want more jokes about Urban Meyer to come out. Like, and I'm being what I'm being fun? taken all these away from me. Just so besides the jokes, the jokes are always there. But um That's true. fuck Urban Meyer. Go ahead, Scotty. My um 
link games my emotions or injuries and you're probably saying well scott injuries happening every single week every single year but it's more on the concussion shit like everyone that gets hit now like we saw it what i mean i i, I gotta go back and look at every single play but we saw it probably at least five times last week every time that someone went down jacoby Brissett, right no um sorry teddy bridgewater, teddy bridgewater. of course you got the two mixed up <laughs> good backup mobile um so he gets hit first play right it was early i don't know if it's the first but it's early. It's, I, I, yeah so I, i'm pretty sure it was the first actual play of the game goes down out right away past concussion protocol everything but with the new rules and again they deserve this because Miami is the ones that fucking started this with tua so we saw it last week for non huge guys in fantasy but going forward we're going to see it a lot more. If you, like, you see Delvin Cook go down a little hard. He could be out of the game the entire game because of that. He could pass concussion protocol. It doesn't matter with the new rules. So be aware of this. Get your handcuffs now. I'm telling you. Get them now before it's too late because you're going to need them. Yeah. I mean, like you said, if they change protocols, you've passed protocol, and now you're out because of some other new standard. We don't know as fans or fantasy players what the return timetable or return criteria is. I don't know how you prove that you've progressed far enough through this ataxia thing to, to show that you have control of your extremities and limbs. Is that a simple physical test? Is it something like it just, you know, I push up against your arm and see if I have strength to do it. Okay, cool. That's easy. But we don't know. And we don't know how strict they're going to be. We don't know. Remember when they instituted the concussion protocol in the first place? We didn't know anything, and it was a large, steep learning curve. I think we're headed for more of the same, and it's problematic to say the least. Like you said, con um, concussions are going to make your handcuffs more valuable than they already were, which was already extremely valuable. Never mind for Dynasty. Like when Connor went down this week, I was seriously sitting in my house by myself going, Thank God I traded for all those Arizona running backs from all of the because uh, two boys. of them got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you have all, do you have all four? Yeah, I have yeah, all two, right? Okay, yep, I have it's Kino, Terrell Williams, and Ingram. <laughs> yep, it's like friggin' Monopoly. I got like I, I got all the Reds. Like, I'd like to build a hotel, please. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. You should be able to do this. All right, like times two or like times like 0. 0.25 1, 1. 5. yeah something like that yes. yeah you know what great idea let's <laughs> for this passing immediately so i'll flex league with that with that same scoring format let's just fuck it up right oh, now i'm wicked into it love it be funny all right um i guess that's it i'll take it out that's top shelf fantasy top shelf fantasy.com top shelf fntsy on the twitter instagram tiktok Facebook. Facebook. TikTok's there. Uh, we'll talk about TikTok ne next time. But uh, for me, Corey, and Craig, Top Show Fantasy, stay fluid, stay loose. Top Shell Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay